Hello, this is episode 26 of What's the Crack, The Darkest Scenario. This is Shelton Mongarner, and I'm going to talk about something that I really am somewhat uncomfortable to talk about, but yet it's we need to talk about it because we don't know how healthy the president is. So, let's talk a little bit about the darkest scenario, which would be uh, the dear leader shuffling off this mortal coil. What would it, what would, how would it happen? Well, I think the first thing that would happen would be that we learn, that we hear that his condition has gotten significantly worse. And then there would be rumors that something had happened to him, but he would be like Franco, and, you know, General Mr. Franco is still dead kind of thing, where... We would know, we would hear stuff, but not really. And then we would the, the 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 probably the first one of the first things that would happen would be people who obviously were a bit more in the know would act weird. Like they would they would start to do things that were out of like strangely sort of out of character, or not even out of character, but just weird. Like they would do stuff because they would be trying to prepare use their power. To prepare the country for a very traumatic experience. Because with COVID-19, some people I think that had some insight into into the COVID-19, they, that kind of happened. Like, they they acted kind of weird. Anyway, uh, and I I do think that uh, we have to admit that Claudia Conway might very well break the news if it happened. Because she would be the type of person who would know before everyone else, and have access to be able to tell us, means motive and opportunity, as the old, as the old saw goes. Now, if that would, whether that would give her the opportunity to win the Pulitzer Prize, I don't know. Anyway, I think she wants to be a singer. Anyway, the point is, and that whole situation is problematic, by the way. The point is, once, I mean, I don't think people really appreciate that the last time it happened was was in 1963 and that was very traumatic for the for the nation and that was a beloved i mean the thing is the thing is you know there are lots of people who see trump there's at least 38 percent of the population that sees electorate that sees trump as jfk to them like he's like god so you'd be like the death of stalin you know they, they, they people those people would not know what to do i'll touch on that in a second <laughs> anyway so somehow, some way, it would finally pop out, and the whole country would just go, "What?" Uh, because there's a big difference between being angry with someone and like them dying. That's a big deal. It's a big difference. So that would put cast a pall on the nation for three days at least, uh, maybe maybe more. And I think the, the because it would be a crisis. The first thing is to is who gets who will be replace Trump on the the, the Republican ticket, and logically it would be Pence because what the, what would happen would be Pence because he's already on the ballot. He it would be like the like Trump was vacant on the ballot, so Pence being his be, be actually being on the you people would vote for nothing would change. People would vote for Pence, and then Pence would once he was president would appoint his successor. Right? That's that's makes the most sense. So what would happen is Pence would maybe they would negotiate something, but you could almost say Pence would be sworn in 
and because the presidency was vacant, or maybe let's see that that's a very strange situation because he would already be president, and yet he was. It's almost like he would have to. It's like the creation of West Virginia. Like he would almost have to be vice president for just long enough to swear him in as president again. So I don't know. Anyway, the point is he probably would nominate he would nominate his successor, probably be Ivanka or Eric, uh, maybe Tom Cotton. But I <coughs> there's also the chance that there would be a massive power struggle. And then uh someone like Don Jr. or Ivanka or Jared would replace Pence on the ticket. Don't know how what the logistics of that would be. But the other thing to think about is that I believe that there will be massive violence on the part of the dear of the faithful. I think they would think that Trump had been assassinated by the deep state and they would blow crap up. They would blow stuff up. They would start running around murdering people like me. They and it would just be very, very messy because they already think that this is going to happen. I talked to a MAGA person uh, and he said, yeah, Trump's going to win exactly like he did in 2016. And then the deep state's going to assassinate him. He thought, he thought, like, he, and he was otherwise a normal person. So, uh, anyway, the point is that I, I think, uh, I do not think that, that that's going to happen. I think Trump is going to pull through because I think he has, his, his care is just too good. And I think, uh, there may be, it may be a few, I mean, maybe a day or so more of, of like, lingering fears about his safety. But I think no later than maybe Wednesday, he'll pull through, he'll he'll get better, he'll get significantly better, and, and, and you know, nothing will, he'll just go back to normal. And, you know, the fear is, obviously, that in the middle, something would happen in the middle of the vice presidential debate, that would be surreal. Jesus. Anyway, hopefully that won't happen. But I mean, I guess what I'm saying is my natural inclination to believe that is things are going to go back to normal really quick. But I don't know how much they're hiding from us. So it's possible that that uh, you know <coughs> it's possible that things are a lot worse than we think. Than we know. Uh, Claudia Con Conway suggests that that's the case. But on TikTok. But you know uh, I do think that I do think that while I still think that Trump is going to steal Trump and Barr will steal the election rather brazenly in that it will be seen as a coup which might cause a counter coup um, by one part of Nancy Pelosi uh, and that would cause an implosion I do think there's a chance that they'll just steal the election because I mean it's almost like what if you held an autocracy and nobody came in the sense that what if you when America what if America's already an autocracy and we just don't really notice it because the the opposition to Trump has been so weak for so long that we're just like, we don't even realize that we're an autocracy and that there's nothing we can do. And really, the only reason why we aren't an, autoc like a, an actual autocracy and self-perception-wise is, one, American self-perception is very strong when it comes to being a liberal democracy, which we aren't anymore. And two, um, that's kind of the last... The Constitution itself is the last, or the norms associate that norm of a, of a peaceful transfer of power through political means is the last norm, the last taboo. And so 
if Trump bumps up against that with Barr trying to steal the election in a very brazen way, then that in itself may be the thing that, you know, we have, I think we have two choices, either autocracy or implosion, and that may be the thing that bumps us to implode. I don't want that. I would prefer to have a free and fair election and a peaceful transfer of power, but you know what? I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, uh, I talked to a uh, consultant about, for my, about my novel today, and that really, really, really helped uh, a lot. Helped a whole lot. Uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to uh, take her advice to heart, and I'm going to rework my outline, and then I'm going to, uh, and then I'm going to. Uh, try to start writing again, but I'm going to give myself maybe a week, until the weekend, and then whatever I have at the weekend, I'm just going to start writing again. I mean, I can't keep revising over and over and over again forever. I have to go back to writing. But I am getting closer to having something that I'm I'm happy about. Uh, the story itself, you can see, it still remains very strong, very good. It's very timely, very zeitgeisty. Hopefully it will be a nice, fast, pulpy read, which is my intention. No literary aspirations. Uh, it will be interesting to see if I can pull it off, because I have no friends and no one likes me. Speaking of which, I still would like a co-host for my podcast. It would be nice to have someone to talk to, and I would like guests and engagement. But, alas, I do not think any of that's going to happen. Not any, no, no one is really listening to this, but I, I've promised myself that I will do this at least until the peaceful transfer of power. I mean, not, maybe not the peaceful transfer of power, but not until we know who the president's going to be. <laughs> So that could be the longest anyway. Anyway, uh, thanks for watching. This is well, thanks for listening. This is Shelton Mumgarner, and this has been episode twenty-six of What's the Crack, the Darkest Scenario. <laughs>